You're listening to The Move. The stories of one ill-equipped man's very apparent shortcomings dealing with life abroad. Now, here's your host, Nick Griffin. Hey, going guys. Welcome to another episode of The Move. I'm Nick Griffin, and this week, the episode is all about worst ever travel stories. Unfortunately, it's just part and parcel of traveling. If you're on the road, if you're overseas, cars break down, people get lost, things get lost, bones get broken, anything can happen when you're traveling. And I guess if if it didn't, then the entire travel insurance market wouldn't exist. But obviously, everyone banks on having a great time. But of course, sometimes it doesn't go the way that we expect. And I've been quite lucky. I actually haven't had too many bad experiences. I mean, I'm relatively new to the whole kind of travel thing. And and a lot of the stuff I've done has been, you know, traveling in tour groups. And so when that with that comes a little bit of a security blanket, you know, things can go wrong, but they can't really go catastrophic catastrophically wrong and obviously there's always someone to turn to you can always uh, rely on your tour guide or the company or whoever to kind of help you see it through and I've been trying to get out more and more and and try different experiences you know it's particularly in Europe it's not too bad uh, when you go to different countries because you know most western countries we kind of understand the culture there's not a lot of culture shock there going on and you kind of understand a lot of people speak English as well which let's face it is probably the best thing and and the easiest way for things to spiral out of control just talking to other people it seems like uh what i deem to be the seinfeld effect it's just like when you don't have phones like in the 90s like in all the episodes of seinfeld all of the problems could be solved through communication and it's exactly the same here problems arise when you can't communicate with people and uh you know i haven't had too many horrible experiences probably the worst one for me was when i arrived in turkey so This is purely just because of my lack of ability to be pre-prepared, to be organized. Uh, You know, it's I I have no one to blame but myself, really. So I I booked a tour to Turkey. And uh, as part of going into Turkey, one of the things that Australians need to do is you need to buy a visa. And it costs 90 USD. So look, I'm just going to do some mental mathematics. I'm going to say it's around about maybe 150 AUD Australian dollars. And uh, so it's pretty expensive. And I decided to, you know, I wanted to be prepared. When I booked the tour, I hadn't booked flights yet. So I was like really excited about it. I wanted to be as organized as I could, knowing myself I'm, I'm horrifically unorganized. So I decided to do my research. And I found that you needed this visa to enter. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be in a situation that I'm prepared. So I decided I was going to get that visa right then and there. I had no idea uh, what it would be like when I got there. I didn't know if I'd have internet. I didn't know if the if you could even buy it there. I said, all right, we'll get it. So we'll sort it out. No worries. And uh, one of the things that you needed to do when you bought this visa was put down your day of entry. And I'm like, okay, my tour, you know, it starts on this particular day. I'm going to assume I'm going to arrive maybe a day beforehand and we'll be schmick. So anyway, uh, fast forward to the date um, that I actually arrived. And this by this stage, it was probably about two months later. And I had completely forgotten about this whole thing. I knew that the visa existed. I completely forgot about the dates or whatever. So I'm tired. I've been on a plane for however many hours. Finally land there. You end up with this huge uh, queue to get through customs and it's about an hour long. So I'm sitting there waiting in line. No worries. Just trying to think about what I'm going to do next. Like how do I get onto the you know train? Is there a train? Is there a bus? What am I going to do? So I finally get there at the end and I line up at the, at the counter and 
and the the guy's just shaking his head. He's like, uh, "This, you know, you can't enter the country." And I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, "What? Like, I've got this tour to do. I've paid all this money. What's going on?" He's like, "You've actually put the date of arrival for tomorrow." you've got the incorrect date of arrival on your visa. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's okay. I've paid for it though. Is it okay if I just go through? And obviously uh, th- that line of reasoning did not sit well with them. Uh, they said, no, you, because you haven't got it, you don't have it for today. We can't let you into the country. Turns out I, when I was booking my flights, I com- like I said, I completely forgot about it, but I went for the cheapest flight. And for some idiotic reason, I decided to arrive maybe four or five days before the tour even started because, you know, to get acquainted with the local culture or some shit, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, so then he's like, you know, you can't, uh, you can't do this you have to go and pay for a visa can I do that here he's like no you have to go wait in this other line so I was like okay no worries after waiting in one line I got to this other line the other line took about 40 minutes it was a huge line as well and I get to the front and I'm like okay uh look is there any way I can transfer this thing like because these guys you could actually talk to them a little bit more it wasn't so rushed to get through and I'm like is there any way I've already paid for it can I transfer this visa to another day they said no you cannot and you need to pay another 90 USD to come and enter the country. And I'm like, so there's no way at all. And by this stage, I'm just tired. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to pay the money. Pay the money, get this book stamped. She puts this like physical sticker in. So before it was online, this is a physical sticker. And I go, okay, so what do I do now? She's like, just, just jump back in the customs line. So I jump back in the customs line. Another hour later, uh, I get to the front. It's a different guy. And he's looking through and he puts my name in after looking at my passport and he sees that I've paid for the visa. And then he looks at the, the computer and he says, oh, the date's wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. Um, there was a thing. And obviously, English is not his first language. So I tried to explain to him, yes, I had it wrong, but I've got the visa sticker in, in my passport. And I just said, I didn't see where she put it in, but it's definitely in there. So he flicks through the book a few times and he can't find it. And I'm like, well, what did I pay 90 USD for? Am I getting like ripped off here? I don't understand what's going on. I said, no, 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 it's definitely in there. It's definitely in there. He keeps looking. Uh, I keep looking. I didn't even know what the sticker looked like. And because I've been to a few countries, I can't keep track of which stickers are where. Obviously, it's a whole bloody book. And uh, he's like, no, no, we can't let you into the country. I'm like, no, seriously, I've just bought it. He's like, go talk to my colleague over in this line. So, of course, I go over and I wait in another line for about another 30 minutes. As I get to the front of the line, the guy there is the big boss. He's the he's the grandmaster, the final boss that I have to get through. And I'm like, okay, this is a situation. Again, English his, is his second language. And I said, okay, look, I've paid for this thing here. I paid for it online. It was the wrong day. I've got it all sorted. They can't find the sticker. I've definitely paid for it. It's in here somewhere. I'm looking through... And uh, he found it straight away. Eventually, while I was in line, I decided to look as well. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the sticker, right? And he said, yeah, I don't understand the problem here. You just paid for it. So actually what he did, he, he called up his uh, one of his other associates. For whatever reason, all of the phone lines were down. So I waited there for the, for maybe another 10 minutes. And he said, you know what? Just go go to the line again. So I waited. Um, maybe by this stage, thankfully, it was another half an hour. So I didn't have to wait too long. So eventually, after all of this, uh, after waiting in you know, three separate, four separate lines, I eventually got to the front. I got into the country. By this stage, all of the main public transport was all over. There was only buses that took twice as long to get into the city as I was supposed to. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure it all out. There's, you know, 
barely any internet. I couldn't get the bloody thing to work, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure out what I needed to do. So I had to pay all this extra data charge. Ended up being like 50 extra pounds on top of my bill because it's not in the EU and my phone plan, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but on top of all that, because my bag was essentially rotating on the carousel for two hours, they took it away. And uh, by this stage, the flight was not on any of the boards. I couldn't find where the hell my bag was. I just kind of started freaking out. And uh, I'm looking around to everyone. I'm like, oh, you know, this flight here and had it all written down. Everyone's shaking their head. Eventually, uh, I think I talked to a cleaner or someone and he pointed me in the right direction. So I went down there. Thankfully, my bag was there. But like I said, all the public transport was gone. So uh, I ended up having to, I found a bus, but it was another like two hours before I got in. Three in the morning, I'm walking around Turkey, finally get in, thank God, it was a 24-hour hostel, I didn't think I would even need it, and I didn't check, and I couldn't imagine what the hell I was going to do if I didn't, because I didn't have a phone, I couldn't make uh, phone calls to make work, which is another thing, get a bloody phone plan that works in a different country. And uh, no, so thankfully it was all good, but it was ended up being like, you know, something like 250, some ridiculous amount of money later that I ended up paying um, just to kind of get in the country, so... Yeah, that was probably so far, that's been my worst uh, holiday experience. But like I said, it it's no by no means the worst that I've ever heard because I went around when I was in Egypt, uh, I had a bit of a chat to some of my co-travelers and I decided to find out what their worst travel stories were. So here's one, we'll, we'll kick off with my friend Candy. Have a listen. So I was in India, probably, it was November actually, probably three, maybe four years ago. Um, I was in a small village and we were supposed to go for lunch, this local village, uh, another local village for lunch. And you have to ride a bull's cart. So A what? A bull's cart? Yeah. Was it like a cart drawn by a bull? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it was their local means of transportation. And obviously being the excited tourist, you want to be in the front. So me and this uh, girl, she's actually from, yeah, she's from UK. And we were at the front. And I, like, maybe I want to say 10, 15 minutes into our ride, we just saw diarrhea coming out of our bull's asshole. And how, how far away were you from it? Enough to know that it's, imminent danger was happening. <laughs> yes, not that far. I would like maybe yeah, three to five, three feet ish, because it's just the the back of the bull to the cart, right? So it's not that far. We're in the front of the cart, and then we saw it leaking, and then the tail flaked. Oh no! And then yeah, diarrhea got all over us. Like prior are you talking to, like you're just like on clothes. your clothes or on your face or no? Like I dodged. <laughs> not I. I don't think it went on my face, but who knows, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I would hope that n- none got on my face, but yeah. definitely on my clothes. Are we talking like a lot or like just like a little flick or like a little no. paintbrush flick? No, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a stream of diarrhea. Oh, good God. Yeah, like it was like... Just imagine the faucet Like a, like a of dirty diarrhea. waterfall. <laughs> yeah, worse than that though. And, uh, and so what did you do afterwards? Did you get off the cart? No, you can't. So you're just stuck on the cart with shit on you for the whole time? Yeah, and I, like, we screamed, and then we like basically like, retracted to the back of the cart, 
but there's only so much space you can go because there are people behind us. Yeah. There's yeah, there's nowhere to go, and people are like don't touch me, so we just sat there. So how long was the ride for? I don't remember. Probably a half an hour. Who Long knows? enough. Long enough. <laughs> so uh, in between afterwards, did you go straight for a shower? Or did you have to walk around town? No, we or? had to have lunch. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you to, were, were you the only one sitting by yourself eating lunch, or did they did they lump all the shit covered people together? It was just me and this other girl. So no, we just kind of embraced it and and had our lunch with shit on us. And did anyone else like? say anything? Or? No, I don't recall. Did you did you tell people the story as it was happening? I think people knew, yes. People probably, but I, I don't remember people were reacting, you know. The or, way they probably should have been. Yeah, like people on the cart knew, so then when we went back to our hostel again, we yeah. had to go back on the bulls cart, and we're like, no fucking way, we're at the front again. That's, that has to be good luck, right? Um, it didn't feel that way? <laughs> No, it didn't feel that way at all. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. And I kept those clothes. Did you? Yeah. Did I don't you, remember what I wore. Did you, like, use it as, like, a token of memory of your time there? I think I just folded it and put it back in my luggage. Oh, God. <laughs> Vacuum yeah. seal it for freshness, yeah. Yes. Jeez. I don't even remember what I wore, but, yeah. Oh, yes, I do remember. It's it was not what you're wearing now, is No, it? no. It was uh, a green pants, like, Indian... <laughs> cotton pants. Green and brown now, unfortunately. Yeah, but it kind of like, it was dark enough that you can't really see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so was that fair to say that that was probably your last bull cart ride after that? Yeah. Alright. You've learned. Thank, yeah, thank God it didn't go into my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Alright, thank you very much. No problem. Not good, guys. Way to ruin your lunch and a pair of clothes as well. I feel so bad for you, Candy. Uh, but next, we're going to listen to another story. This this one is from Nikki, and it's probably everybody's worst nightmare when they go traveling. Have a listen. All right, Nikki. Now, I hear that you have a pretty good travel story. Can, can you enlighten me as to that travel story? It's a very beautiful story involving bugs, bed bugs. Hot. Specifically. I was going to Europe with my friends, and I was flying out of, I think it was South End. So I was so far away from my house. So I booked um, a hotel that was close to the airport, just by myself, stayed there the night before for the early flight. And when I woke up, I had like a really itchy bite on my back. And I thought, oh, whatever, something's bitten me, but whatever, you know, move on. Just one bite, thought it was just a random bite. But then later as the day went on, I sort of noticed I had more, I had like three bites on my hand as well. And I thought, and it was in a trail. And that's like classic, that's the classic bed bug, the trail. And they were so fucking itchy and everything. When I got to Croatia, I told them I was like, I think I've just, I think I've just gotten bed bugs from this hotel in London. And the old man, he couldn't really speak English very well. But when he realised what I was saying, and I was like, Can you wash all my stuff? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. Um, you can borrow my shirt and my undies while we wash all your clothes. And I was like, No, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, With my friends, I was like, I can just. Yeah, he was like, don't worry, they're my old ones. And he's like, you can have them. And I was like, no, that's okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on drugs, though. Because <laughs> he was fried and it was like 10 in the morning. Anyway, so I got all my clothes washed. Um, and then after that, I got no I got no bugs, no bites after that. And then 
about three or four days later, we'd gone to another, we'd gone from we'd hopped around Croatia, and we arrived in Split. When it was like I think it was like one in the morning, and I started feeling all these bites, like these bites on me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought I was just like itchy from the last one or something. But no, I turned the light on. The place was crawling with bed bugs. And I was like so traumatized from the first time, even, yeah. even though I was kind of over it. I was like, bed bugs No, this is my first experience with bed bugs. And then, so it was like one in the morning, and I woke up covered in bites. Like, this was like like a hundred bites, like all up my arm, all over my back, like everywhere. fucking room on fire. It was fucked. And then so I turned the light on. My friend somehow didn't get bitten, but they were in her bed as well. And then her friend also came, and they were also crawling around in his bed. They were crawling on the floor. They were absolutely everywhere. And all our luggage was open on the floor as well. Yeah. And then one of the guys who my friend was travelling with, we were like, we have to go. We have to get out of here. I'm like, I'm not sleeping here. And he's like, oh, I'm happy to just stay here, eh? And we're like... And he literally lifted up his bed and there was like four bed bugs just crawling around. But he wasn't getting bitten for some reason. Yeah, because he's biting you. Which was weird. Like, I'm just got good blood, you know? So, yeah, it was one in the morning and we'd hired a car to go down to the national park the next day. So we got in that car and started driving around trying to find a new hotel at like one or two in the morning. And that was a process in itself. But what did you say, like, oh, do you have bed bugs? Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I need a bed bug free zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it actually ended up being, so we found this hostel. Um, it was the only, like, 24-hour hostel that we could find. But I'm pretty sure when you go to a hostel, you're supposed to tell them that you've got bed bugs so they can, like, deal with it. But, oh, really? what, we, okay. but what we did was, I was like, no, nah, I just need to sleep. Yeah. So I left all my luggage in the bed bug-ridden Airbnb and just went to this new hostel. Even left all my clothes there. I took my clothes off and... What, everything you just left there? I, um... You wore that, you wore the jocks to the I wore my birthday suit. Nah, I wore my friend's clothes because her bag was shut, I think. So I wore them to the next hostel. And then the next day I went, because it was two in the morning. We left all that shit and I didn't bother calling the guy at the Airbnb guy till the next day. But when I called him, he wasn't surprised. He was like, I was like, your place is fucking crawling with bed bugs, mate. And he's like, oh, again. Oh, no. He's like, I just had the exterminator oh. there. I was like, maybe you should check before you let people stay here that they're actually fucking gone. Literally. Mate. He got taken off Airbnb. Dude, His yeah, listing yeah. got taken down. Did you review it and everything? Yeah, I fucking said the worst review. I was like, bed bugs, don't fucking go here. But stupidly, there was another review on there saying bed bugs that I didn't see. Well, actually, no, my friend booked it, so I blame her for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he's clearly a serial offender yeah, of the bed bugs. So then the next day we had to ditch the National Park idea because we couldn't couldn't just go with no clothes. What are you going to do? Like, did you just get them all washed again? So basically it was a struggle to find a laundromat in yep. Split. I don't know if you've been there. No, but, no, no, I haven't, no. But it was a struggle. And so we had, and I was like, nah, I'm done with this luggage then. What if they're like infested? I started getting paranoid that it's like everywhere. So I'm like, London, Croatia, I'm never getting rid of these fucking things. So I ditched my luggage, put all of my clothes into a rubbish bag. And basically I was walking down the main promenade in Split in my friend's like old raggedy dress thongs with a big rubbish bag over my shoulder <laughs> trying to find a laundromat. Oh, I was, I was thinking you were going to throw it out. So no, I, didn't, I didn't go that far. I threw the bag, so yeah, I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm done with the bag. So what, and you, and you eventually found one? Or? We found a few, but they were all too full to do it. Yeah, okay. And so they were like, nah, but we eventually found one. 
who said they'll do it, but we had a flight out early the next day. So we had a massive argument with them that they had, could we please get it done in this time? And they weren't happy about that. But it got done. It was all fine. So then I had to go buy a new luggage from the market. And then basically we were like, fuck it, this day can't get any worse. So we just booked a tour out to some blue lagoon thing so we bought i bought a new bag from the market and i bought a new bikini and my so did my friend bought a new bikini basically we were in the street had no belongings we put the bikini on threw out our clothes in the bin that we were wearing because we were paranoid that there might be bed bug eggs in them (laughs) and then we got on a boat and went out on the day trip fuck yeah so a great day at the end of the time it was actually the worst day trip also it was so shit it was like like cold and windy and the underwhelming blue so have you uh, so you now one of those people that every hotel you go to mate I know the hot spots you pick up the corner of the of the sheet you check on there did you do that everywhere did you do that here um no, I actually didn't do it here. I'm just oh, thinking maybe mate, I'm, today's gonna be the maybe maybe I'm moving on <laughs> and then they'll fucking get me when I least expect it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. I think you've had enough bed bugs for hopefully my fair share. Yeah, mate, I'll take that on yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. No worries. Nikki, thank you very much for telling me your story. It sounded horrible. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> If you have been victimized by bedbugs, my sincerest apologies. But look, we're going to kick it up a notch here. Uh, This one is another mate of mine. As I was asking people about their worst stories, uh, a guy from another trip came up and and had a chat to me. So have a listen. This is Cal. So Cal, nice to meet you, Cal. Nice to meet you, mate. This is not your worst story, but this is a legitimate story that you've heard before. This is 100% legitimate. I I was back this thing to the hills. It was fucking... (laughs) So I was in Istanbul in Turkey and staying around the Blue Mosque area sort of thing. So I rock up there first day just by myself and rock up to the hostel and see this bloke at the front door, like just sitting down on the steps. And I'm like, oh, how's it going, mate? Whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah, good, good. And then I didn't really see him. So I come back for a walk up to the Blue Mosque. You go up there and there's all these few scams that are going on and they tell you not to do whatever. And this bloke comes up to me by himself. He comes up and goes, oh, mate, can you take a picture of me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. So you take a picture of him and he comes up to you and he wheels up this bullshit, goes, oh, I'm from Cyprus, I'm here by myself, I've whatever. Like, do you, do you want to go for a couple of beers or something? Because I'm trying to meet people. God, and I'm, where's this going to go? And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's just dodgy. Like, I'm not... Like, so then I'm like, sweet, I'm going home. Went back to the hostel and then I run into this guy again. And I goes, oh, so where are you from? And he's from Canada or whatever. I said, oh, how's your time in Istanbul been? And he goes, shit. And I'm like, oh, why is that? He goes, well, I got here last night and I was up at the Blue Mosque and the exact same thing happened to him. This bloke comes up to this to him and goes, oh, well, do you want to tell I had some picture? And he goes, oh, do you want to go like for a beer or whatever? And he goes, this bloke goes, he was, a, this is, he was the nicest bloke ever. He just wanted to make friends. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we'll go for a beer. So they had something to eat. Went and had a beer. And he said, like, they're having something to eat. And then this bloke goes, oh, I've got these, like, free tickets for this belly dancing thing that I got from a hostel. Do you want to come with me? And this bloke's like, he said he was a bit hesitant, but he goes, oh, why not? Why not? Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just wanted to meet people. Yeah, yeah. So he reckons he goes down to this belly dancing thing, walks in, like, underground. It's him and this bloke. And there are, like, a few people on the, st- on the stage belly dancing. And so you, you buy each other a drink, and then you get, like, you get the girls a drink as well. Yeah. So he's in there, has a drink, and then he goes, oh, fuck this, I want to go home. So he stands up, he goes to pay the bill, and he rocks up, and he goes to the thing, and they charge him, and it was like 7,000 lira, which is like 1,000 euros, 
And this bloke's like, no, nah, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not paying that. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then they start just screaming at him in, like, Turkish. And he's like, and this bloke comes up and goes, no, nah, you got to pay this bill. Like, you've done this thing. And then he goes, no, nah, fuck this, fuck this. And he starts to walk out. And then obviously it's a big setup. And then as he's talking, these, these two, like, full armed cops and full Kevlar AK-47s come bashing through the door and come up to him and drop him. I put him on his ass. And then they're like, screaming at him in, like, Turkish. And, like, got their AKs in his face. Going, no, they just scream. Give us a demo. It's just like this. <laughs> and then, and then they can hear this bloke said he's, this bloke's yelling. He goes, no, if you don't pay this bill right now, like, we're taking your passport. There's like, they're full police outfit This on. is the cops. Yeah, so they, and then this other bloke was translated on. No was, way, this couldn't be the cops. Mate. Yeah, it was the bloody cops. Fucking hell. So they sat there and they, like, he's, they had the guns in his head and they pulled him out and they made him go outside and he pulled a thousand euros out in his credit card. He paid him and they just let him go. But he was, he, when he was away, he was talking to me, he was nearly in tears telling me this because he didn't have a thousand euros. So he pulled, it out of, he pulled it out of his credit card so he couldn't get it back either. And, and he goes, I was like, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I've been here for two days. I've just booked the next flight home. <laughs> So this is just some random dude that you met in. Yeah, dude, just an Istanbul in the hostel. He'd literally been there for a day and a half and he already booked his flight to go home. So this could have been you, essentially. Yeah, because I'm like, the way he was telling, I'm like, I met this bloke. And then later that afternoon, we all went for a big walk together. And I was like, watching him. I'm like, is that the dude over there? And he goes, yeah, that's the dude. Because he was still, he was still there doing the same shit. Anyone report him or anything? Ah, fuck it. It's, just, it's turkey, mate. <laughs> well, like I hope your trip's been better than that. Yeah, I've well, not better than that, stupid. I piss beds and you know, I do all that shit and nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, I swear it's not always like this. This is an isolated, concentrated worst story episode of the move. And geez, didn't we go everywhere with this one? <laughs> Between shit and being held up at gunpoint, there is, as we've established, a very wide margin for error. So look, thanks everyone that was on the show and told us about their worst stories. Uh, there's nothing better than hearing it just quietly. I think it's the most entertaining thing in the world. But don't worry, guys, that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to bad stories. I've got a few more locked and loaded in the chamber, ready to go for the next episode of Move. But until then guys i want to hear your stories if you have a bad travel experience a bad story or even just a good story that you have in general i want to hear about it and i want you to send me an email to my new to the official show email address which is the move nick griffin the move nick griffin all one word at gmail.com and that's n-i-c not N-I-C-K. So just be sure to get that one uh, right. And hopefully I, I get a few stories and, and we'll see how we go. But guys, thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast, please give it a review. They help me so very, very much, particularly those listeners on iTunes. Uh, give it a review, share it around. The more people that listen to it, the more fun that we have. So guys, thank you very much. Have a brilliant day and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>